Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh to all of our viewers and assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh to my guest today, Muhammad. Muhammad, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, how are you doing tonight? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. So, Muhammad, mashallah, is a, he he works for the American, what's it called? Uh, I completely forgot. <laughs> he works for an announced organization. I'm like drawing a blank right now. I apologize. I work with American Muslims for Palestine. American Muslims National for Development Palestine. Coordinator. So, alhamdulillah, you know, I, I had asked a friend to suggest somebody. I had seen the picture of Muhammad. And so he said, yes, this is a good brother to talk about a very, very important topic um, about the Palestinian cause, what's going on, and why it isn't a conflict, and all of the things which surround it. And, uh, who is a better person to talk about it who has roots from Palestine themselves? Alhamdulillah, Muhammad is, is originally from New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's living now in Washington. Um, he's been featured in you know on TRT. He's also now on today on the Straight Pad podcast. And you know, I've seen his other interviews he gave recently as well. Alhamdulillah, he's giving a lot of time to educate the people, educate the community about what is actually going on on the ground. A lot of times we don't find out these things because the news hides them. Social media is now hiding them. Um, if you see, if if there's a video of a Palestinian child being abused, there's going to be a little thing which says, you know, sensitive content. Although you'll see many different videos of things worse happening, but if it's related to Palestine, all of a sudden sensitive content. A lot of people who are active on social media, their profiles are you know being dropped to the bottom because they're sharing about Palestine. So tonight we have Muhammad on today. We have some questions for him. If anybody in the crowd is listening. Um, live, you can ask any questions, inshallah, I'll ask them. But Jazakallah Khair for joining me tonight, Muhammad. Barakallah Fiq, I'm glad to be here. Um, is there anything else you'd like to let us know about yourself? Um, nothing off the top of my head, but it'll all be out there. You mentioned yeah. the most important thing that I'm from Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people from Jersey. That hard. There's, there's no, there's no, what's it called? Very, very proud and very bold, right? Alhamdulillah, we're trying. And 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 on top it off, you are you know your family is originally from Palestine, so there's no no shame at all. These are the protectors of Al Quds, of course. Of so course. Uh, so what's it called? You know we're gonna start off, and I'm gonna ask you the first question: Why is Palestine the cause of the Palestine? You know, Palestinian cause. Why is it so near and dear to you? Where is your family from? Can you let us know a little bit about that? Definitely, definitely. So so as you mentioned, I'm I'm Palestinian. Uh, I am the grandson of Palestinians who were ethnically cleansed in 1948. We come from a village in Jerusalem called Ayn Karim, uh, a village next to Deir Yassin uh, and right in West Jerusalem. Uh, Ayn Karim has been ethnically cleansed and occupied since 1948. And this is something that has been important to me as, as a kid. You know, a lot of people say that Palestinians are born activists they're born uh, they're born ready to take the streets alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And, uh, the the truth is as a as a palestinian um I, I feel that it's it's my obligation of course you know we all have to fight for our causes things like that but in addition to that i think uh what, what else brings it and this is something that i see within the muslim community as a whole um uh, palestine is important to us you know palestine is an islamic cause uh, at the end of the day, 
justice is a tenant of our religion. It's something that we must be willing to achieve for ourselves, for the people around us, uh, and in, in fighting oppression and standing up for what's right. Um, and in addition to that, of course, Palestine is, is holy to us as Muslims. We know the same way that many of us may say that we want to be able to go pray in Masjid Al-Aqsa. We want to be able to go pray in the Holy Land. We know that our Sahaba were doing the same thing. You know, after the Prophet came back from Al-Isra' Al-Ma'raj, we know numerous ahadith of where the Sahabas and the Sahabiyat talked to the Prophet about Bayt Al-Maqdis, talked to the Prophet uh, وسلم, about Masjid Al-Aqsa. So we know how important this was to our Sahaba, to our Prophet وسلم, to the other Anbiya, who many of them are buried there. Uh, so one, being Palestinian, two, being Muslim. And the third, and this is the most important for, for most people, I assume, that are watching uh, with us tonight. As an American, we know that our tax money is given to Israel. They get at least $3.8 billion a year. That we know of. They asked for an additional $1 billion. So they're looking, they're, they're almost at $5 billion this year. What uh, we as Americans, we have the right to challenge these things. Our money should not be going to injustice. Our money should not be going to kill people, no matter where they are. But specifically in Palestine, we can't allow our money to continue the ethnic cleansing and the murder of Palestinian people. So those are those are reasons for me, and I, I hope reasons for everyone else who's who's watching tonight to understand that we have to stand up for Palestine. At the end of the day, truth needs people to speak for it, and we yeah. have to be those people. Yeah, and and today I was I actually had a customer at my store, and uh, he he didn't know too much about uh, the Palestinian cause, and when we started talking. He's like, yeah, I saw that on the news. I saw that on the news, and then he's like, now it's starting to make sense once we're conversing about it. That it's not possible that it could be so bad for the Israelis. He's like, and all of us, you know, these people who don't have a police force, who don't have a military or so, you know, they're so crazy and they're able to do all these things. He's like, it just wasn't making any sense. He's like, after this conversation, and I've had this conversation with many people over the last few weeks, and they've all come to the same conclusion is we're not being told the whole story. And when we hear it, it makes more sense. Um, so... Right now, the current set of events, which were obviously it's not a current set of events. This is continuous, continuous, continuous um, ethnic cleansing, apartheid, different, different things which keep on coming up, which are happening. But the current set of events which happened, which which have been brewing for some time where they're trying to throw families out of their homes from Sheikh Jarrah, Silvan, places like that. And, you know, obviously they're tear gassing, skunk watering people who are praying at Al-Aqsa. Um, what what is the reason? I know a lot of people already know what is the reason, but what is the end goal? What are they trying to achieve by kicking these continuously kicking these people out? So I, I wanna I wanna start off this by uh, by first explaining something. When we talk okay. about Palestine, Palestine is not a conflict, okay. not a conflict. That's important for us to understand. Yes, when we say conflict it. it it demeans what's going on. It makes it seem like it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot more basic. It's it's not as important as what's actually happening. When we talk about Israel, it's important to understand Israel is an occupier. Israel is a settler colonial state that has settler colonial aspirations in Palestine, and this is something that has been going on. I mentioned my um, 
my uh, grandparents' village, my village, Frankadam was ethnically cleansed in 1948. People were forced out in 1948. Israel has been continuously forcing people out of their homes since 1948. It's something that is still going on till this day. And that's what we see going on in Sheikh Jarrah, in Silwan. Uh, that's what we saw last year with the announcement of annexation and the support by the Trump administration. Israel is a settler colonial state that will continue to ethnically cleanse Palestine in the, until they take over all Palestinian land. That is what settler colonial states do. Um, and it's, it's also important to understand that as a settler colonial state, they are going to do what they can to harm the indigenous people. Uh, and we saw that in Ramadan. We saw that as they were, uh, they were uh, trying to ethnically cleanse uh, Sheikh Jarrah, and ethnically cleansed Silwan, uh, they were attacking Palestinians who were standing up against it. Palestinians who were protesting in the streets of Jerusalem uh, were being attacked. And, and while they're being attacked, we saw Israeli settlers going through the streets of Jerusalem chanting death to Arabs. And it's, it's, it's not surprising that while that happens, uh, Israeli forces begin to attack Masjid al-Aqsa. And we know that as a settler colonial state, Israel is going to harm the Palestinians, the indigenous people, as much as it can. And that includes what they did in Masjid al-Aqsa. That includes what they did to Palestinians during their Easter celebrations. Uh, their goal is to harm the indigenous population. And they will continue doing that. And yeah, I, I saw an interview, uh, not an interview, it's an older clip. It's like, I think, two years old by A.B. Martin. Mm -hmm. um, and she was over there in, you know, what they call Israel or, you know, Jerusalem. Um, what's it called? So she was in Jerusalem and she's interviewing Israelis and she started asking them, what should we do? What, what should be done with the Arabs? And there was a lady and it really, it really messed with me. This she's laughing and she's saying, um, we should kill them. And then there's a, there's another group of, there's two guys they're talking. And one of the guys is like, um, we should carpet bomb them, you know, just like, you know, like, like, like this is normal that, oh, if you have a. If you have issues with people, which they do have with the Palestinians, with the Palestinians who live there because they don't want them there because they want the land because it's supposedly theirs, not not saying that it is, but, you know, supposedly they think it belongs to them that, oh, the easiest solution is just kill everybody. You know, how how sick of a mindset can you have to just, you know, easily say, oh, let's just, you know, carpet bomb somebody or let's just kill them. It's it's not mm -hmm. it, it, it's a behavior which has been built into them which is hateful, which is sinister. And, and people continue to defend them by saying things like, oh, well, they're defending themselves or, you know, they have a right to the land. Like, how can somebody think like that, though? Well, I mean, it's 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 not they're not the original people who thought like that. I mean, we, we, we know with settler colonial states around the world, whether it be Australia or the United States, they've killed off the indigenous populations. So Israel, as a settler colonial state, they're not some new idea. They're not some new invention. They're nothing special. Uh, that's what settler colonial states do. And the truth is they've been killing Palestinians since 1948, since before 1948. Well, yeah, yeah. Since before 1948. There were massacres. I mentioned my village is next to Deir Yassin. Deir Yassin was a small village in, in, uh, in West Jerusalem that was destroyed. The people were killed. The women were raped. The children were killed. And the, the massacre that happened there uh, gained international attention from how how violent it, it was and how dis disturbing it was. So Israel has been killing people 
for for decades now, killing Palestinians for decades now. And this is this is nothing new. And these people, they're the sons of they're the sons and daughters of the generation that was killing Palestinians. And they're they're people who were prescribed into the to, into the IDF who participated in the occupation in the um, in the destruction of Palestinians. So it's it's not surprising that they think like this. This is this is very common in settler colonial states. Wow. So so then I I read an article the other day and I mentioned this to you about the narrative of the good uh, the good Arab. The, you know, basically the ones who now have Israeli citizenship and, you know, they, they live within the confines and they, they make them seem like, oh, they're very good people. And it's just we have a problem with the Palestinians because they won't listen to us. And they've created this narrative to make it seem like to people that even the Arabs who are living in Israel, they have these perfect rights and they're equal to everybody. What is the truth behind that? Well, I, I think it's uh, it's it's. Uh... It's something we see uh, even even in America. They tell you about the good Muslim and the bad Muslim. <laughs> uh, th th this happens uh, yeah. often, especially with uh, with minority. Uh, yeah. You know, so when when we talk about what's going on with Palestinians who live in historic Palestine, who live in forty eight under uh, under Israeli rule, yeah. uh, they're treated as uh, as uh, I, I believe someone said it recently: third class citizens is best. Uh, Palestinians aren't going to be treated right by the people who are occupying their land. And, you know, this is something we, we've seen with uh, the way Israeli forces were treating people in, in Haifa and Yaffa, yeah. uh, treating protesters in Imm al-Fahim and, uh, and uh, other villages around, um, uh, around 1948 in the, in the large Palestinian areas. They're not treated uh, the same way Israelis are treated. And we saw after the bombing of Gaza ended, actually, uh, where these mass arrests were happening. They were going door to door, pulling people who protested. So where's the freedom of speech, man? <laughs> the biggest democracy in the Middle East has no freedom of speech. <laughs> well, it's it's important to know Israel is not a democracy. No, I know that. But it's apartheid. It's apartheid. And this is definitely important for all the viewers. Israel is an apartheid state. Apartheid yeah. states, not only are they not democracies, but apartheid states do not have uh, any any rights uh, in the international arena. Apartheid states are breaking international law, and they require other governments to step in and call them out the same way that we did with South Africa. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, they have all these repeated UN resolutions and nothing happens and we know nothing's going to happen. I was reading the on the I was on the UNWRA website the other day and mm -hmm. you know they provide aid, right? They're like we our job is to provide aid to the people of Gaza. But it is the job of the occupying forces to provide them security. That is the biggest bunch of crap mm -hmm. I've ever read. The same people who are bombing their buildings, killing those people are supposed to provide them security. Have you have you heard of something crazier than that? I mean, that's, it's just uh, that's horrible. It's it's. I was reading it and I was like, my God! I was like, it's such a such a tone deaf statement, such a blind statement. You remember? I don't know if you remember last year when uh, uh, in Turkey they opened up the Hagia Sophia and they made a masjid back into a masjid. The UNESCO they had you know they had a you know they had a fit. They're like, oh my God! They're turning into a historical site into a masjid. But while the Israeli forces are skunk watering, tear gassing, shooting rubber bullets inside of a, a holy site 
which has been there for thousands of years, nothing. Absolute silence. I mean, how how can you say anything is equal at all? Or, you know, that's a democracy or anything like that when they're doing things like this and everybody around the world is quiet. I mean, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so right now, there's a massive shift in public opinion on Palestine. Um, Alhamdulillah, you guys have played a huge part in it. You know, American Muslims for Palestine and many other organizations. Um, I know there's a lot of content which is being banned, reduced in reach, um, and uh, different things like this. And even the politicians who may be speaking out, they're being silenced as much as they can. What 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 is you know American Muslims for Palestine doing to try to help push this cause further? And what can we do? Definitely. So American Muslims for Palestine is a national organization that is dedicated to advancing the movement for Palestinian rights here in America. Uh, when uh, AMP has been around for over a decade now, and uh, we've been working to educate and advocate for Palestinian rights. And, uh, you know, we're based out here in Washington, D.C. We have chapters all over the country. Uh, some of the biggest things we've been doing in these past couple of weeks is uh, uh, we've organized around Sheikh Jarrah. We had been organizing around Sheikh Jarrah. Uh, we had been organizing uh, pre-Ramadan. You know, uh, Ramadan is when things started picking up, of course. Uh, but when, when we talk about it, you know, we saw... Uh, so much advocacy work being uh, being done since the beginning of this year. Um, before Ramadan, there were three letters that were distributed in Congress uh, that went to uh, uh, that went to the uh, the Secretary of State in support of Palestinian rights. Letters uh, with uh, that went in regards to um, uh, Palestinian vaccines. Uh, one against uh, uh, ethnic cleansing. And then in, in Ramadan, we saw a letter that was led by uh, Congresswoman Marie Newman um, that went to uh, the Secretary of State, and uh, it was about Sheikh Jarrah and Silwan. And, Silwan. Uh, and 25 uh, members of Congress were, were on that letter. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we helped organize with, with, with several other uh, organizations uh, to send a petition to uh, the Secretary of State in support of the people of Sheikh Jarrah and Silwan. Um, and we protested. Um, one of the biggest things that, have, uh, that has helped uh, uh, change this public opinion and show how far the tide has been turning is these protests in the street. You know, I, And you'll meet a lot of people who say protests don't mean any, anything. But the truth is protests mean a lot when it comes to showing how people feel about a certain issue. We uh, organized here in D.C. Uh, one of the largest uh, foreign policy protests in years, um, in which over 35,000 people came from all over the country here to D.C. in support of Palestinian rights. And the biggest thing since uh, things have cooled down, so to speak, is our campaign, uh, which is called Sanction Israel. We believe that after everything that has happened, we cannot go back to the status quo. We cannot allow them to take us to the same old conversations they've been having, the same old talking points they've been giving us. Now, we know what Israel is. And this isn't just according to me, Muhammad Habba saying this. Uh, Human Rights Watch has declared Israel to be an apartheid state. 
Bet Salem, which is an organization, uh, an Israeli organization, has also declared that Israel is an apartheid state. Israeli officials believe that Israel is an apartheid state. We cannot continue to fund an apartheid state. That's not how this works. Uh, and we as Americans need to continuously call this out. And, you know, when, when we talk about uh, boycott, divestment and sanctions, uh, we've done boycotts. We've done uh, divestment. It's time to do sanctions. You're right. The other day, I'm going to tell you something. My son was not feeling very well. So I went to get a thermometer and I saw a thermometer. It looked like it, it wasn't expensive. It looked like a good thermometer. I picked it up. I brought it home and I'm opening the box and it says made in Israel. I was like, man, I should have looked at it before. But so I went the next day and I returned it. And she's like, is there anything wrong with it? I was like, no, it's just made in Israel. That's what's wrong with it. So I don't want it. So <laughs> she was she she couldn't she couldn't understand why. I was, like, no. I was like, if it's made in Israel, it's not for me. So what's it called? You know, that's what we got to do. We got to look at the products. We got to look at the companies. We got to pay attention to the stuff. So we're not supporting them in any way, even by accident. Um, there's, I, I know there's Jewish Voice for Peace. They, you know, they're an organization which many um, Muslims are, you know, fond of, I can say, because they do speak out. There's another one, which I was, I've been watching some videos. They're called Breaking the Silence. Um, do you know anything about them or, you know, what is, what is the reality? Is this actually a good organization? So I'm, I'm not sure, honestly, okay. um, about, uh, that specific organizations, okay. but I, I will say that the, the number one organization that I would encourage everyone to support and check out on social media is American Muslims for Palestine. Uh, we do amazing work. Alhamdulillah, if you uh, check us out on social media, you'll see uh, ways that you could help support and you could participate uh, with our work. But of course, there are some amazing organizations that are based in Washington, D.C., local organizations that are based in, in local communities um, that I would definitely uh, suggest that y'all look into, inshallah. Well, I was I was trying to bring up the point that the, the Jewish people or the Israelis speaking against their own occupation. The, you know, that was obviously American Muslims for Palestine is without a doubt the best organization. We have Muhammad here. He's giving us time. So without a doubt, it's the best organization. It has Muslims in it. So and then they're for Palestine. So without a doubt. But mm -hmm. but I was on their website a few weeks ago and I was reading some of the stories that their own former soldiers, commanders wrote. And they were just like, what we've done has been despicable. And we cannot continue to do this. And we cannot sit in silence. There's only, I think, the organization is only a few thousand soldiers. But even then, it's for me, it's like, I won't say impressive, but even then, it's like, well, you guys are actually trying to do something good afterwards. That's, you know, kudos. At least you're trying. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I, you um, when we talk about the injustices going on in Palestine, it's not very hard to understand that. If you have something and you're able to do something, you got to do something. And uh, 100%, when we talk about Palestine, it's important to understand that um, the Jewish faith and the Jewish people are not to blame uh, for what the Zionist Israeli state is. Now, of course, it's important to understand that Israel does claim to be a Jewish state, uh, yeah. does claim to do what it's doing uh, under the guise of Judaism. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what they claim. And, you know, we can't change what they claim. But it's important for us to understand that, yes, 100 percent, there are many, uh, many people who follow the Jewish tradition, who follow uh, Judaism, uh, who do support Palestinian rights, just as they support the rights of black Americans and the, the rights of 
uh, different oppressed people around the country, um, uh, around the country and around the world. So it's not it's not very surprising to see uh, ally organizations that uh, and allies uh, of different faiths um, that do support this work, of course. But I would always uh, I would always say that it's very important to center uh, Palestinian voices and and Palestinian narratives because they they are the ones who face the most backlash for it. Without a doubt. So one of the things was uh, I was I was reading some of the stories and they were just appalling. Like one of their former commanders, he was like, they used to send us into different, you know, super big Palestinian neighborhoods. And our job would be just to go into one house in the middle of the night, wake up the whole family, men on one side, women on the other side, shake them down, go up, go out the go out the rooftop, jump into the second house break the door, go in, scare those people, and get out of the house. He's like, that was just our job on a nightly basis, just to keep the Palestinians on their toes. He's like, and I did that for a period of time. He's like, after I left, he's like, it finally dawned on me that we're doing nothing but terrorizing people for no reason, just normal people living in their homes. And he's like, I couldn't do it anymore. And, 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 and like you said, our narratives need to be centered around the Palestinians who actually face that oppression rather than the ones who are doing it. Because when you see the face of oppression, sometimes they can convince you it's not a, that bad. But when you see the oppressed, you'll realize just how bad it is. And so one thing I, uh, one thing, you know, which was, which had been happening for a few weeks with a lot of people is they've been trying to send money to each other using Venmo. And I, I tried it myself, you know, out of trying to see what it happens. And when I tried to send the money to my friend for Palestinian relief, it's still stuck. My money's still mm -hmm. stuck, stuck. But when he sent me money and he wrote in the notes, uh, notes section for Zionist, it went through immediately. So mm -hmm. what is the reason? Why are they doing stuff like this? So I, I think with Venmo specifically, we all knew there was something wrong with Venmo because of what they did uh, during uh, during the uh, the time of the crisis in Syria, and when we saw what Bashar al-Assad was doing over there um, for for years, Syrians couldn't send anything that said Syria. You know, I remember when people would say, "Oh, you could Venmo me, just don't put the word Syria in it." You know, yeah. when, when people would do those Venmo fundraisers, yeah. Venmo me money and we'll, we'll donate to this organization or yeah. that organization. And uh, they would say, oh, we uh, just make sure you don't put the name Syria in it. So we, we've seen that they've been doing this for a while. And it, it's no surprise that they're doing it with Palestine as well. And there's a double standard. It's, and uh, of course, it's, it's, it's disappointing because it's, it's clearly biased, 100%. Yeah clearly biased. And I know that uh, there was a, uh, a specific congressman, Mark Pocan, who sent a letter to Venmo asking them to explain why they're doing this. And I, I do not believe there has been a response yet, but I'm glad to, to see that there is congressional advocacy about it. Uh, because these companies, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're participating with them. We haven't done anything wrong. Uh, we're just sending uh, we're just sending money for different things, yeah. and uh, I, I think it's it's definitely shameful that these companies are are doing things like this. It's shameful, but it's not surprising. It's not surprising. No, absolutely not. So the foreign minister of Pakistan, he was on CNN. I think the I think the one interviewing him was a uh, a Jewish British act anchor, and she asked him about you know what's going on, and uh, so he basically said. 
this is what he said. He said that the Jewish people control the media. He he's like, what do you think is going to happen? Nothing's going to get out. And she's like, oh, that's such an anti-Semitic remark. Why is it so easy to mark everything anti-Zionist or anti-Israel as anti-Semitic? Why 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 is it that way? Anytime you say anything, don't buy Sabra Hamas. Oh, that's anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. I think um, so. I, I'd like to preface this. Uh, by saying that there is an anti-Semitism problem here in America. Yeah. Uh, and it's being perpetuated by white people. Um, yeah. There is an anti-Semitism problem in uh, in Europe. And it was perpetuated as well by white people. Um, and that's, that's definitely important to understand. And, you know, we do see that there are, uh, there are a lot of, uh, there, there has historically been uh, a, a lot of, racism and uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of attacks against people who, who believe in the Jewish faith. Um, so I, I think that uh, around the world there is an understanding that Jewish people are are, are, are under attack by by these groups of people. Um, I also think that Zionism as an ideology uh, is, is is definitely doing its propaganda piece. And doing what they need to um, to allow themselves uh, this this freedom to do what they want to the Palestinians without being uh, being attacked or, or or without people going after them, uh, and, and they try it and they try it. But the truth is, BDS is very clear what it aims to do, and it's for freedom for the Palestinians. I don't believe that's anti-Semitic. I don't believe my freedom uh, could harm a Jewish person. Uh, and, and the truth is, no one should be trying uh, tying their their religion or their uh, belief system or their uh, ethnic origin to the oppression of other people. Um, so yes, of course, BDS is not anti-Semitic. Um, BDS is anti-Zionist, and uh, <laughs> the truth is, I believe a lot of people are anti-Zionist, and we should be. Zionism is is a horrible belief system that uh, that has allowed the murder and the ethnic cleansing of people. And the truth is we need to be able to talk about that. We need to be able to talk about that. We need to be able to go out and stand against that. And I think definitely, um, you know, Zionists and the state of Israel specifically uh, as a country has invested a lot into propaganda. Um, they have uh, Israeli Hasbara is, is known uh, around the world, and it's known uh, to be something that the country invests a lot of a lot of money into, um, and they they proudly do it. They 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 announce how much money they put into it. Um, so they've they've definitely done a lot of work to discredit the work that Palestinians have been doing uh, for the past seventy plus years. Uh, but the truth is, uh, at the end of the day, what's right and what is true is always going to come to light. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. has a quote where he says that uh, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it always bends towards justice. Justice is always going to happen. And we understand as Muslims that justice is something that will always come to light and Allah will always uh, always bring justice uh, to our people, to us in, in whatever we are going through, whether in this life or the next, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah, without a doubt. So one of the things that's been going on now is on social media, not only are they, uh, what's it called, repressing or holding back pro-Palestinian content, 
anybody who speaks out, not against Israel, not against Israel, just for the cause of Palestine, is immediately deemed as uneducated, anti-Semitic, anything like that. And 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 like you said, we're not people who advocate for anti-Semitism. We're not people who will say hurt Jewish people. We're not going to say that. But immediately to coin anybody as anti-Semitic or hurting people or hurting children or something like that, just because they speak for the justice of Palestinians, just because they speak out that the Palestinians should not be kicked out of their houses, which they've been living in for many, many decades, sometimes centuries, sometimes beyond centuries that their families have been there for God knows how long, just because of that. And last time when, uh, what's it called, the barrage of missiles fell in Gaza in which many thousands of people were killed. I, I don't remember the year exactly. You probably do. Um, but that was the same year when those four children were killed on a beach playing soccer. Um, and, you know, it really broke my heart hearing about that. Um, this was before I had a child. And I, I couldn't imagine that, you know, my child would be out one day playing soccer with his friends or brothers or cousins and he wouldn't come back inside of the house. That it just wasn't fathomable for me. And I was reading a story today about a, a boy who was excited for Eid, a boy in Gaza, and he ended up passing away because of missile fire or the rockets being dropped right before Eid, and it was just... Oh, it was so let me add, that's not passing away, that's murder. That's murder, absolutely. Um, what's it called? Um, he was murdered uh, by Israel. I apologize. What's it called? It's just, you know, the murder of these children is just, you know, beyond fathomable for me. And, and, and last time when it happened, a few celebrities, they wrote very simple tweets. Not, not that they would make a huge difference on those kids who were murdered their lives, but they said, I stand with Gaza. And immediately they were threatened by GMs of their organizations. If they were a singer or an actress, they were you know, threatened by their recording agency or their agent or somebody like that. Like if somebody is being murdered and all somebody is saying is, I stand for justice or I stand for their death how heartless can you be to, you know, immediately be like, no, that's anti-Semitic or that's, you know, you can't say something like that. Well, I think, uh, I think in, in all honesty, things have changed. So the, the, what you were referencing was in 2014 when Israel bombed Gaza for, for weeks and yeah. killed over 2000 people, over, uh, over, over 500 of them being kids. Um, and the, that was a different time in, in all seriousness. Uh, we've seen so much change since then to the point where dozens of celebrities, dozens of, of people came out and spoke out um, in support of Palestinian rights this time. And the truth is, of, of course, uh, I, I do believe Zionists are going to try their hardest to silence people who speak for justice in Palestine, who speak for Palestinian rights. The truth is we can't let them. We need to step up. We need to support people who are being attacked. And, and the truth is many Palestinians are, are being attacked on social media now uh, by these Zionists. And it's, it's, it's disgusting and it's disturbing. But we need to stand up against this. We can't allow Zionists, people who are literally speaking out in support of murder of Palestinian children uh, to put us into a box or, or push us away. Because at, at the end of the day, we're, we're right. Israel is an apartheid state. Israel is killing Palestinian children. It is killing Palestinian people. And we need to speak out against that. And we need to 
Uh, we need to be proud that we support that. We should be proud that we support justice. We should be proud that we're anti-apartheid, that we're anti-ethnic cleansing, and that we're anti-Zionist. Yeah, subhanAllah. Even my wife, she is not very active on social media at all. Even she's been posting. This is, you know, how much it's hurt each and every one of us. Obviously, you having roots from Palestine, I can't imagine how much it's hurt you. But even people like us, just normal people who may not have roots, but we have roots by means of Islam, that it's hurt us, that even she's posting. And even sometimes I see when she posts something, reposts something from somebody else's feed, that, it, you know, the sensitive content stuff shows up. Just, just trying to repress even people who don't have a following from being able to share it and somebody learns about it. Mm -hmm. and it just, it's, it's appalling, man. It's honestly speaking, I can't imagine the pain and the suffering that the Palestinian people go through having to see this happening to the relatives and the people who are on the ground that it's happening to. But at the same time, it's, you know, every type of repression is happening. Every type of oppression is happening just so these voices won't get out there. But Alhamdulillah, it's due to the mercy and grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that somehow, even through all of this, all, all these barriers are still getting out there. And people who don't know about it are still finding out about it. And it's just amazing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He makes it happen like that. Alhamdulillah. Um, so tell us tell us about a day in the life of somebody who works for American Muslims for Palestine. That what 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 do you go through on a daily basis? I actually do not believe I'm at the liberty of, of talking about that. Oh, no, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> no, no, I'm playing with y'all. Um, no, alhamdulillah, as, uh, uh, it's, uh, as a Palestinian, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be able to work for Palestine. You know, a lot of people say, like, you know, you'll, uh, if, you, uh, if you do what you love, you'll never feel like you're working. And that, that's the truth. I mean, uh, no matter what, I'm, I'm going to be advocating and working for Palestinian rights for Palestinians. Um, and uh, alhamdulillah, I have the ability to, to work with an organization uh, that does that work. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you all. AMP is lit. Like, we, we do amazing work, mashallah. I, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, if you all check us out, inshallah, you'll be able to see uh, some of the cool things we're doing. I mentioned the Sanction Israel campaign. We also do great educational events. We have uh, some amazing speakers who come out and amazing supporters, alhamdulillah. So definitely check us out at AM Palestine on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and ampalestine.org uh, for anyone who wants to check out our website. SubhanAllah. So one of the reasons I'll tell you why I got tripped up at the beginning is I recently started a group on Facebook. It's called not on purpose, it's called American Muslim Podcasters. It's just an experimental group to see people who join. And when I was trying to say it, I was just like, you know, it's just recent. It's like two, three days ago I had started it. Um, and and the reason behind it is I had heard a podcast and they were talking about the easiest way to gather people of the right type is to have the three, um, three characteristics together. American Muslims for Palestine. It makes sense. So when I when I created the group American Muslim Podcasters, I was like, is there any other way to do this? I guess it could have been Muslim American Podcasters, but it was done at that point. <laughs> and then when I was trying to say it at the beginning, I was like, oh my god, I was like, it's not American Muslim Podcasters. I was like, I couldn't remember it. But Alhamdulillah, you know, you guys are doing great work, great advocacy, and and just educating people, reminding people of our responsibilities. Because honestly speaking. Because of this rat race of this dunya, a lot of times we forget our responsibility to our oppressed brothers and sisters overseas. And and you guys are on a daily basis, this is what you guys are doing, just reminding us. 
And uh, Alhamdulillah, have you have you been down to North Carolina yet? I have n- not recently, not, not recently. recently. But let me know where you're at, inshallah, and I'll be down. Don't worry. About okay, it. I'm I'm close to Charlotte. I'm like right okay. outside of Charlotte. So what's it called? Um, inshallah, next week we're actually having a we're having a bake sale at one of the masajid, um, and we're raising the funds for our brothers and sisters in Gaza. Um, what's it oh, called? Wow. So so what's it called? Inshallah, we'll be able to help them and 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 organizations who work for the Palestinian ga- cause, who work in Gaza, West Bank, wherever it is. I know the organizations; they face a lot of backlash and they face a lot of, you know, a really hard time. And and it you know it speaks volumes to the the board members and the people who are working on the ground who are working for these Palestinian causes because there's no there's no holding back on the amount of backlash you guys get and and I read online and, and you know I'm a I'm a curious person so I do go online and I look at the the other perspective of why they're coming after you guys and they have a whole collection of college advocates for Palestine and they have their profiles and they. They have everything about you guys and they have everything about what you guys tweet and stuff like that. They're paying so much attention because they're so scared. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it's not scared because you guys are doing anything bad. It's just the fact that they're scared you guys will raise somebody's, you know, eyebrows or somebody's head up and they'll realize that there's oppression actually happening and they don't want that to happen. And it's just amazing to me that it's uh so that's part of the propaganda I was mentioning earlier. They invest hundreds of millions of dollars into this uh, to be able to um, not only try to stifle the conversation, but harm Palestinians as well. You know, the truth is, you know, as we speak, there are Palestinians who their jobs are being contacted, their their schools are being contacted um, with with, uh, these baseless allegations. Uh, to get them kicked out of work, to get them kicked out of school. And, you know, the the truth is they're trying really hard to stop us. But we all know that justice don't stop. (laughs) It was like the one sister um, when she she joined the BDS movement. She was a teacher down in Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe they fired her, but she won her lawsuit. Um, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, you know. It's- yeah, so they, uh, so yeah, that was that was a case of uh, where they put in these anti BDS laws to basically, if if you want to work for the state, uh, in some cases, um, you know, and specifically in that in that case, if you wanted to be a state contractor, uh, the only way you could do it was if you signed this um, this uh, pledge to not support BDS, which which I don't know how you're supposed to verify that. Like, do you go check out people? Like you watch people while they're in the store and see if they buy Sabra Hummus or not. Like, like how, how do you do that? Do you like see people who went and bought uh, a thermometer and then they're turning <laughs> the next day? Like it doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense. And in, in many cases, it's just for show. A lot of these, a lot of these bills, actually don't have the ability to do anything because they're meant for such specific things that it's almost impossible to, to get it. But it's important to note that any of these bills are, are against the First Amendment. Uh, the First Amendment uh, allows us the ability to boycott who we want. In, in all honesty, we in America have the right to boycott other states. And, and many people have. When Georgia passed, uh, passed this uh, discriminatory bill, um, earlier this year, uh, many corporations said, you know what, we're going to be boycotting 
we're going to be boycotting the the state of Georgia. Um, when when other states have uh, passed these these bills that are anti LGBTQ, uh, businesses and corporations have have boycotted them. If we're allowed to boycott other states, we should be allowed to boycott uh, apartheid states. Alhamdulillah, you guys, uh, and I know you guys are working on that, trying to get other senators and other Congress people to realize this, that maybe, maybe they're just so blinded by their love for the apartheid state that they can't get around to. But inshallah, if you guys keep working and doing your hard, you know, your hard work, inshallah, it will happen. Um, I remember a few years ago. I definitely, I definitely say that this is, this is a movement. Uh, this isn't about one person or one organization. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely recommend anyone who's watching, anyone who checks this out, inshallah, to get involved. Get involved in this work. There's so much we could do together, inshallah. And we have we have an obligation to this cause. So definitely, you know, this isn't just about me. This isn't just about uh, the organization I work for. This is about us as a community coming out and doing what's right, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I mean, you know, obviously you're my guest tonight, so I do have to prop you up a little bit. And then, you know, I don't mind you plugging in the AMP as many times as you like. Uh, that is the purpose. If somebody gets some benefit out of just going to your website and they learn more, that, you know, I feel like we've done a good job. You know, not the greatest job, but a good enough job on my end that somebody learned something and somebody got some benefit out of it. Um, so do you have any parting wisdom for us tonight? That what what... What have we learned tonight? Can you sum it up maybe in one sentence and give us, you know, a wise quote? I think um, if there's one thing I would uh, I would leave with saying is that the Palestinians are going to be free one day. Okay. Palestine is going to be free one day, bi'idnillah. Okay. And it's, it's important for us to understand this, you know, no matter uh, what happens and no matter what's going on, um, all the injustices that are happening, we know that justice will always come back. Justice will always be established, uh, inshallah. And we, we we understand this as not, not only as, as Muslims, but as activists and purveyors of justice. We understand this. But at the end of the day, and we we understand as, as Muslims specifically that we're going to be asked about our time on this earth. We're going to be asked what we did for our brothers and sisters. Let's make sure we're able to say that we did what we could. All of us have our own capabilities. All of us have, uh, all, all of us know our limits. But if we haven't gotten to those limits yet, if we haven't done everything we could, then we're not doing right by our brothers and sisters. And uh, of course, at the end of the day, we know that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. You know, we as Americans must understand that even more because our money is being used to harm Palestinian people. It is being used to ethnically cleanse Palestinian land. It is being used to kill Palestinian children. It is being used by an apartheid state. We must be willing to speak out against that. We must be willing to make sure that the world knows that what Israel is doing is wrong and Israel must stop. And we have the ability to do that. And we can do that together, inshallah. inshallah. Definitely, as I, I mentioned before, 
check out American Muslims for Palestine at AM Palestine. We are literally dropping things every single day for you guys to be able to do, inshallah. So definitely check it out. Uh, check out our link tree in our bio. Uh, we have multiple things going on. Check it out, inshallah, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to work together and do some amazing stuff. Inshallah, inshallah. Jazakallah khair for your time, Muhammad. Um, I really thank you. I really thank you for the knowledge. And I really thank you for... There were many times where I said something and you used a better term. And that's something that we all need to learn from. And that was the reason you were on is because you are, in comparison to me, at least many, many levels above in this topic. And you can teach us about it. And many times we do use mis, you know, improper terminology because we... We, we haven't learned any better and we need to learn and alhamdulillah due to the education yourself and many other brothers and sisters are providing we're able to get this education and when we're forwarding this information we're able to educate people even better and this is what we really need jazakallah khair inshallah inshallah barakallah fiqh brother and uh, hopefully we, we're going to do this more often inshallah inshallah jazakallah khair assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam